You're listening to The Lightwalker's Path with Serena Myers, the podcast that sparks real, raw, honest conversations about what it actually means to live a spiritual life. Serena is a sacred soul mentor who guides people to tap into their heart's truth so they can live their lives with purpose on purpose. Hey, it's Serena Myers, and this is episode 39 of the Lightwalker's Path, and today we are going to be jamming all about navigating life with your inner compass. You've probably already heard right now I'm in the middle of talking a lot about my new program, Due North, which is really taking the conversation we're having in this episode and not just expanding it, but also getting into it in deeper ways because you're actually going to get to put this stuff to work. So if you're someone who is in a state of wanting to really connect to your angels and guides, who wants to really develop a deep relationship with your intuition so that you can trust everything to guide you uh, in the best way possible for you, then you will want to make sure to check out all the details about Due North and I will make sure to link them in the show notes. So without further ado, let's jump into discussing what it means to live life with the inner compass and some of the ways that we can receive information using nothing but our own intuitive tools. Let's kick things off with finding out what the inner compass even is. This is going to have a lot of different names depending on where it is that you come from. So a lot of people will refer to this as your intuition, um, a woman's knowing or a woman's intuition. It can be um, your gut instinct. All of these things are elements of how the inner compass is expressed. Really what it is, is a connection to your own inner knowing, which is tapped in to your highest self, the part of you that isn't really limited to the constructs and the confines of a regular old human experience, but is able to see things with a bigger picture. And it's also the part of us that is able to connect to divine wisdom, to source energy, to the bigger, bigger picture. So when we start to navigate life with our inner compass, it's kind of the meld of those two worlds. It's everything that we know and that we can feel on an energetic field that our body can pick up even if our mind hasn't fully translated it. It's knowledge and wisdom from our highest self that is able to come in and kind of widen our scope and our perspective of what our human mind is currently able to see. And then it all is additionally the wisdom that comes through from our angels and guides and ascended masters, those who are known and unknown, but who are here and walking this path with us uh, today and every day. And so when we start to integrate all of these different elements, we start to be able to move forward in a much more aligned and more purposeful way. Now that sounds like a whole lot of jargon. I totally hear you if you're kind of rolling your eyes for a second here. So just bear with me. When I'm talking about alignment, what I'm talking about is things that are coming together as they should be. So you're not living life based on a script that somebody has handed to you or a recipe that someone has said this is success. And you're not compromising everything that you dream and wish and hope for. You're able to start to actively create a life of your own making. So this isn't something that's just handed to you. It's not something that you are supposed to do. And I'm using air quotes here. This is a life that you consciously choose with the, re- with the relationships and the people that you are attracting that are supportive of this life. And everything starts to follow this kind of easier journey. So it does bring a lot more ease. Sometimes it's a bumpy at first because we are, you know, navigating new and uncharted terrain. But when we navigate life with our inner compass, suddenly things start to feel more easy 
um, more joyful. There's a whole lot less resistance because we are here doing the things that we are meant to do in the way that we're meant to do it. Okay, so let's start talking about how we can work with our inner compass. And again, depending on how it is that you hear from your own intuition and whether or not you've even chosen to sort of awaken that gift for yourself, you're going to get information in different ways. But the first thing I want to talk about is universal for everyone, because even when the head doesn't know or gets lost in confusion or doubt, the body always knows and the energy doesn't lie. So assuming that you are somewhere uninterrupted, not driving a car or anything crazy like that, if you are just in your office or in your living room listening to this right now, I'm going to invite you to just close your eyes and take a few nice deep breaths. And I really want you to bring your attention to your gut. Now, different people are going to experience their inner compass in different elements of their body, but the gut is, tends to be the most universal. It's why we talk about our gut instinct. And I want you to start off thinking about a really bad day. Maybe you had a fight with a partner or your kids. Maybe you got scolded at work. Maybe you lost a big contract that you were super excited about. Just really crummy things. And you're probably going to notice is that your body is going to start to kind of contract a little bit. It'll close off. Your stomach is going to feel tight or uncomfortable. It might be a bit warbly. But really just tune into this because we're just using this as a calibration exercise. So now that you feel the kind of yucky, uggy feelings that come with, you know, crummy bad days, I want you to now take a deep breath, let that energy go, and now tune into the body, back into the gut, and start thinking about your best day ever, or think about something that you're really grateful for, and make it really vivid and visceral. So replay it in your mind, make it brightly colored and what were the smells what were the sounds really make it tangible for you and what you're likely noticing is that there is an expansive feeling that's taking place everything is opening up a little bit and if you had any lingering stuff going on from when you were thinking about the bad day it's probably not there anymore like your tummy probably feels really good everything's really wide and open this is your inner compass expressing itself This is your barometer. So you know now when things are, you know, maybe warning signs or they're not the right way to go, there will be that cue from the body because even if the head is getting lost in the excitement or is feeling like kind of seduced by an idea, even if the head is on board, listen to the body. It doesn't lie. The energy doesn't lie. So if you feel that contraction, if you feel things start to close in, that is your inner compass saying, "Uh -uh, that's a big no. Whereas if you have this idea, you tune into the body and no matter what the head is saying, particularly if it's feeling maybe doubtful and it's going, yeah, but what if, if you start finding yourself getting lost in the what ifs, but everything else in your body is open and expansive, that is a good sign that this is a good direction to go in. And so regardless of if you have woken up to any of your other intuitive gifts, because everybody has them. This is probably the easiest way because everybody's got a gut, everyone can tune in and you don't have to get stuck in the whole, you know, I'm not psychic, I'm not intuitive or whatever. I don't have the stories that you may have told yourself over the years. None of that matters because you can do this. You can just feel into the energy. And so you can see how having something like this is such a wonderful little 
barometric test for whenever things are presented to us. So it could be a new job. It could be a potential romantic partner. It could be the trip of a lifetime. It could be so many different opportunities that you are at this crossroads of do I go left or do I go right? And when you can use the energy as your guide, which is really flowing in with the wisdom of your higher self and of your guides and of your own just innate knowing, you start to be able to make these decisions with a lot more confidence, a lot more clarity, and they become a lot more fun, I gotta be honest. Now, if you are one of the skeptics in the crowd and you're hearing this and you're like, yeah, okay, Serena, so I have these like physical reactions in my gut when I think about things that are good or bad, um, that's all awesome, but how do I actually trust in this? And that, my friend, is a tricky position to be in because I got to be honest, everyone gets into this place. Even me, I have been working with my cards for like 25 years and I still have these moments of, did I make this up? Is this in my head? Do I really know this to be true? Um, This is the hard truth of this. The only way to know is to do. The thing about trusting the inner compass is that until you start to put it into action and to start getting some results or some validation that you were on the right track and that these were the right things to do, it's impossible to know. This is not something that we can really just do with blind faith because we're human, we're in this reality, and we do have a tendency to question and to want to know more. I totally get it. Here is what I would actually suggest is almost like a loving challenge for you if you're finding yourself in this place. Commit to 30 days. Every day, wake up and ask your guides to give you the signs and symbols that you need to help you navigate life in the way that is most aligned for you. And then see what unfolds. And when you're presented with this crossroads, you can ask your guides for help. And we're going to get into some tools that you can use. Or you can just use that energy exercise where you're tuning into the gut and seeing where it leads you and using that. And just do it for 30 days just to be able to see what kind of results you get. And I want to say 30 days, even though that seems super long, because there is some time and space for it to flex along with you a little bit. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to be able to build some momentum. And if you had a small sample, like one day or even one week, it doesn't really give you the ability to really put this to work. I bet you anything, um, and I'm not a betting type of person, but I bet you anything that the more you lean into it, the more fun it's going to be too. I often have it even sometimes where I'm playing a game with my guides on road trips. So when we travel, my husband is the one who drives. I'm in the passenger seat navigating. And um, sometimes I just need something to keep me engaged. And I'll do that with angels because that's my jam. So I'll say, thank you, angels, for making yourself known to me. Um, show me the number four. It's something so silly as that, but I'll start seeing it multiple times on addresses or license plate numbers or 44th Avenue, all these different things that just really start to leap out that I wouldn't have really known before because I've set that intention and I've asked for signs and symbols so that I can just have a little bit of validation in that connection. And it's a nice little kind of mental way to keep engaged as well because I don't want to fall asleep and leave my husband with no navigator. It's funny, I'm talking about navigating while we're talking about using the inner compass. I'm actually hopeless without GPS, if I'm totally honest. The inner compass is the only one I actually know how to use. I would be lost in the wilderness. Now, when we're talking about working with the inner compass, I would be leaving a huge part out if I also didn't talk about the clairs. 
These are different ways of receiving psychic information. There's actually about 12 or 13 of them, but I want to go into just the core ways. And before you're feeling or tapping into any kind of resistance saying, yeah, but I'm not psychic, allow me to say this. These same strategies that psychics and mediums and angel messengers will use are the exact same tools that you can be using to dialogue with your inner compass. It might seem a little bit far out, but just kind of trust me on this because when I started to learn about this, I really knew I was clairsentient because I'd been feeling energy ever since I was a small child, but I really thought the other stuff was actually something else entirely. I didn't realize just how commonplace these clairs are, so I feel like I would be leaving a huge part out if I didn't get into them with you today. So we're going to start off with sort of what things are, what we assume they are, and then how they actually play out for the everyday person. And let's start off with clairvoyance. So clairvoyance is the gift of psychic sight. With clairvoyance, there's often an assumption that we're seeing things with our eyes open, playing out in front of us as though it's like 3D, like any other kind of um, thing that is in our physical space, when oftentimes that's not what it looks like at all. Clairvoyance just means that your guides or your highest self is using visual symbols to be able to get through to you. The majority of the time that I'm doing clairvoyant work, my eyes are actually closed. And sometimes I don't actually see really clear figures. I won't be able to get all the details, but I could tell an idea of whether something is masculine or feminine or how big or small it is. And so whenever we have that, that feeling of uh, what is it that we're going to do next, we can tune in and close our eyes and look for signs. So some people might see, for instance, a traffic light. And if things are like, yes, this is a hell yes, do this, you might see a traffic light and the green is just shining beautifully. But at the same time, if it's a big no, you might see like the red light going on in a traffic light. You might see those big red X's that someone would get when they got the answer wrong on Family Feud. It doesn't have to be with your eyes open, it doesn't have to be really palpable, but it can be um, signs and symbols as opposed to maybe like a movie playing out or a memory playing out in front of you. So the symbology, and we're going to get into that a little bit near the end of this presentation today, becomes a really big part of it because you do need to sort of form your own dialogue with spirit, your own kind of like secret key code where you're able to decipher the messages. Now, clairaudience is the gift of hearing, the psychic gift of hearing. And again, a lot of that assumption is that we hear like a being standing behind us whispering in our ear, telling us what we need to know. And oftentimes that's not what it looks like at all. Clairaudience is one of the big ways that I receive information. And I've got to be honest, I could count the number of times that I have heard with my outside ears on one hand. Typically with clairaudience, I hear within my head, which oftentimes it even sounds like my own voice. And that made it really hard to be able to discern whether it was my intuition speaking or my guide speaking or whether it was in fact um, just something that I was making up on my own. And sometimes it'll be words and sometimes it'll be songs. It really doesn't matter what form it takes. Once again, it's going to be just something that you're hearing and you're often hearing it inside your head, not with your external ears, despite what you may have seen in Hollywood movies. I've touched a little bit on clairsentience, that is psychic feeling. So I often get it right in the guts and I can tell 
um, whenever something tragic has taken place or when something bad is about to happen. But you can actually recognize this one probably easier than any of the psychic gifts. So if you think about the time when you've walked into an office and there's just like a super tense energy and maybe someone had just had an argument in there or someone had just been fired or when you go to a club and the energy is really intense. It's not just that there's a lot of people. It's not just that the music is really loud, but there's almost like an overwhelming energy that happens from everybody's collective energy being in the same place amplified at the same time. You are probably experiencing clairsentience on the regular without actually knowing that that's actually what's coming up for you. And then the last one I want to just kind of briefly touch about because if you are coming from any sort of skeptical frame of mind, this will be the one you're going to have the hardest time with. And that's claircognizance. So claircognizance is psychic knowing. So you're not seeing anything. You're not hearing anything. You're not feeling anything. You just know something to be true. This is one of the ones that shows up the most for me when I'm working with my inner compass. I just kind of trust it because it's been playing out with success for me for so many years that I've stopped questioning it. But if this is a new stage for you and you are kind of feeling a little iffy about, you know, the believability of all of this, it is likely the one that is going to be, let's be honest, like the trickiest one to fully buy into. Here is the thing. Whether you're doing the gut test, whether you're using these gifts or whether you're working with tools like we're going to talk about at the end of the presentation, Whatever you're doing, if it's working for you, is exactly right. There is not a one-size-fits-all approach to connecting with your intuition and working with your guides. There is literally a gajillion ways. They're so individual as much as there are for each person who's here on this planet. So whether you've read about it in a book or you've seen it on a YouTube video or you've watched it in a movie and you're like, I'm not getting information quite that way. If you are getting information, you've had it confirmed, you're making these steps forward, they feel really good, they feel really aligned and everything is working, then don't fix it. It is good as it is. So often, particularly in the early stages of our intuitive development, we get lost in the should-haves or this is the right way. And it's really just a distraction from us claiming our gifts and claiming the ability to do this work. So if you can just kind of park your skepticism, accept that, you know, it might be a bit clunky and it might take some time to practice before you get super good at it, just know that However you're doing it is exactly right. So I hope that cleared some things up for you and that it dispelled some myths because I always like to refer to the myth of the chosen few. These gifts are going to be experienced by literally anyone who is open to using them and they do get deeper and stronger and better with practice. And so if you are looking to cultivate some confidence in the clarity of the messages that you receive, you really do need to put this stuff to work. Remember, the only way to know is to do. And so if this is something that you would like to explore further, either one-on-one in mentorship with me, or if you would like to instead join Due North, make sure that you reach out and get in touch. This is not something that you have to do all by yourself. And you can not only expand what is possible for you when you're working with someone in this type of work, but you're also able to make the journey a whole lot simpler and easier and gentler because you're not having to figure it all out as you go along. All right, that's it for this week, my loves. You know where to find me if you want to have the conversation. All of the links that I'm referring to are going to be found in the show notes. Have a beautiful rest of your day. 